For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. All right, good evening. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you from KFNB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. If you download the app for 760 KFNB or tune in radio, you can hear the show as it airs on any device. And, of course, all these podcasts are commercial-free on iymoney.com. Now time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinaire, an accomplished marathon runner, best-selling author, a lecturer, a philanthropist, and a family office expert advising several high-net-worth families. His name is Richard Musio. Richard, how are you tonight? Joe, I'm doing better than Sean Payton and Marcus Williams of the New Orleans <laughs> oh <my> Saints. <laughs> Did you watch that last? Of well, course, I watched the end of it. Only. Yeah. That's all you had to see was the end of it. Of course, it. it's Saturday night, and again, there's two more games tomorrow. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, know, I don't. How, can, how could the remaining playoff games be anywhere near that level of excitement and craziness? And uh, I feel bad for the fan who may have left early. That's all. <laughs> yeah. In Minnesota. I know what you mean. Yeah. But anyway, uh, other good news, uh, 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 a former guest of this show, Governor Michael Dukakis, of course, ran for president in 1988 against George H.W. Bush, uh, was in town for uh, Saturday, uh, last Saturday, for his 23rd annual visit to the City Club of San Diego, uh, which George Mitrovich, another past guest of the show, uh, uh, organizes. And it was out at a beautiful Saturday morning at Point Loma, Nazarene, and uh, Joan and Irwin Jacobs were there, and a lot of VIPs, Lawrence Hess and uh, Jeff Marston, another former guest of the show, former assembly member, uh, was there. Uh, anyway, he had some very interesting remarks, and he promised he would come back on the show. Uh, so uh, in a couple of weeks, we'll have him on at the top of the show again. January 30, right? Uh, well, that's when we're taping, I believe. But um, uh, Oh, right. Yeah, so. It'll be the show that airs after. Yeah, right. Yeah, so um, in any case... Uh, so uh, it was great seeing him. He, he's, al- he's always got uh, some wise things to say and great perspective and was rather optimistic, believe it or not. Uh, oh boy, talking about having lots of material. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we won't, we won't even talk about okay. any, the White House or anything like that. Uh, we, let's, let's just try to move on. But um, also, uh, at the end of this month, uh, January 31st, John Williams, the Oscar, I don't know how many Oscars and Emmys and whatever this guy is. 52. 52, is that it? I looked it up. Anyway, he will be conducting at... I'm an Sa- accountant, after yeah, all. Yeah, the San Diego Symphony. Um, that's right, it was on that email, Richard. <laughs> yeah, it was easy, Joe. It was easy. Uh, he will be conducting our symphony uh, at the end of the month with all the great movie themes and music that he's written. And uh, it's, a, it's a fundraiser for the biotech community uh, and science community here. So I guess they're calling it Discovery Night at the symphony. Uh, so it'll be great seeing a lot of people from Sanford, Burnham, Prebis, Medical uh, Research Institute, Medical, I guess, Discovery Institute now, and uh, a bunch of other firms up there. And Joe Panetta from Biocom. So, and, and Joe, you need to thank one of our sponsors for getting you a ticket, which you couldn't well, get on your own. Well, no, devices. we're not sure that's well. It's uh, not. And she, I, I, we, oh, she probably helped somewhat, but anyway, Michelle Saint Clair. Yeah, she does great work in any case, but, but. Um, uh, so there you have. But hey, we've got a returning guest, good friend of yours, Richard, who you, whom you've known for a long time and worked with. And he is the president and CEO, if I have his titles correctly, of Signature Analytics. And is, he is Jason Kruger. Jason, welcome back. Thanks, guys. Glad to be here. So, Jason, most important thing, April, big due date coming up, boy or girl? <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about taxes. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. We, yep, we have a, You're talking deductions now. Yeah. We have Tax another. Exemptions. Yeah, we have another girl on the way. Oh so this will be the third girl for us. Oh my gosh. Uh, so uh, 
Besides, uh, it's, it's me and our dog, uh, the only two boys in the household. Jason, I'm surrounded by women, too. Yep. Well, so one more girl. It ain't you'll, so bad. You'll, yeah. ha- you'll have double, a double, two doubles teams to play tennis against each other. That's, that's right. That's so. right. How well, congratulations. Yeah, we'll have a five, at that time, we'll have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a newborn. So, so let's have the names. Do you, the, the, the five-year-old is? Uh, Quinn. Her birthday was yesterday. Wow. Happy birthday, Quinn. Yeah, happy birthday. And then we have Everly. Uh, she's uh, turned three in, in August. Uh-huh. And then uh, yet to be determined on the name on the, the next one. TBD. TBD. <laughs> but uh, we better get to it because it's only a couple months away now. <laughs> How do you go about choosing a name? Do you go through a list or books or you talk to friends? Or I mean, obviously, you're, you're, um, you enjoy having unique names. Quinn and Everly are rather unique, pretty names. Um, yeah, well, you know, our, our philosophy is I, I don't say anything, and I wait to my, until my wife gives me a list of names that she likes, uh-huh. and that starts the discussion. Oh, so we, get, we did get, that a little bit uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we haven't had much discussion since. So you, we'll have, to, you have to get back on top of that. Smart man. So, Joe, you yeah. know what we did when we named our kids? We decided to give all three of them um, names that were four letters or less in case any of them turned out not to be too intelligent. They ah. could at least spell their own name. Ah. <laughs> well, don't ask the president for any suggestions. But they all turned out to be very intelligent. So <laughs> don't ask we the president like, for any suggestions, but we'll... <laughs> all, all my kids are four letters or he's, less. Yeah, he's, that's, 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 that's his forte. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> but I digress. Congratulations. Yeah. And Thank Quinn, you. happy birthday. Make sure Quinn listens to the show. <laughs> yep, I will. Should, should we sing? No, we better not yeah, do probably, that. Yeah, probably not. I want a record birthday. But anyway, for the benefit of listeners who may be hearing Jason for the first time, we have to go through his bio a little bit just so we can familiarize people out there with uh, your history. So born and raised, schooled where, and... Uh, and how you wound up in San Diego. Yeah, I pretty much grew up in San Diego and uh, went to Poway High School. Went to oh. uh, college at University of Arizona. And, uh, Go Nick Foles. Nick Eagles. Foles, yep, is definitely a graduate from there. So we'll, we'll see how well he does on you know, Sunday. I think, I think our gal who does weather on the TV side, Heather Myers, went to Poway High School, I believe. Is that right, Justin? Do you know anything about sure. that? You're not sure? I think uh, so. I don't know. You, okay. Nope. You're about this. I'll check into that some more. Anyway. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, came back. It's hard to leave San Diego. Uh, came back after school and uh, started my career in public accounting, um, accounting and accounting and finance major. Uh, spent some time uh, locally at uh, some of the larger firms in town, Moss Adams, for a couple of years. Uh, then I went, uh, moved over to Deloitte in uh, here in San Diego as well on the financial statement audit side, mm-hmm. uh, which Richard, I'm sure, is very familiar with, being a CPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, spent about 10 years total in the, uh, in the public accounting world. I was a senior manager in audit at Deloitte and uh, uh, got this crazy idea that I was going to decide to up and uh, start my own company called Signature Analytics in October of 2008, uh, which uh, was pretty much the exact same time the economy decided to go uh, (laughs) in the toilet. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was uh, about nine and a half years ago now, and um, it took a couple of years for us to get up and going, but uh, we've experienced some very nice growth over the last five to six years. Uh, we have uh, three offices, uh, San Diego, Orange County, and Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and about 75 individuals on our team. And the reason your company's valuable, you are more or less a CFO for hire, especially in the startup world where they can save them a lot of money, right? Yeah, we support the, uh, the internal accounting department or function and finance function of our clients mm-hmm. on a fractional basis. So typically our clients uh, are small, mid-sized businesses. Our sweet spot tends to be $5 million to $50 million in revenue. Uh, they don't have a CFO or a CFO resource, but they really are looking to grow their business 
and they could use the strategic support that a CFO could bring to the table on a part-time or fractional basis. And then we have the rest of our team from controller level on down to staff accountant to support and augment um, the internal accounting department um, and support what they are, the client already has in so place. So you can essentially be the entire finance department of a startup uh, if need be, right? We can, yeah. In some cases, we take on the entire responsibilities. In most cases, our clients actually tend to be understaffed for the position that they are currently in or where they're looking to go. Um, and so we're able to assess uh, the team that they currently have in place and provide the oversight and support to that team, which typically ends up being a, a lower-level accountant or bookkeeper, uh, to ensure that they're, uh, they have confidence in the timeliness and the accuracy of the financial information, but then also in uh, what's most important to the, to the client or to the business owner or president or management team is that we provide clarity on their financial information, develop an ongoing reporting structure so they can see their business through the financial aspects and also and then therefore make decisions on their business as they look forward um, and uh, hopefully to help them achieve the goals that they're looking to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah, the whole theory being that financial information is only good for looking forward. That's right. Historically <laughs> only. Yeah, I mean, it's useful to do tax returns and such. But right. It's, uh, it's good to know what happened in the past, but the real reason to use it is uh, so you can understand the trends of your business and therefore forecast what's going to happen in the future. And then also uh, from those uh, decisions, um, you'll, you'll understand what that impact will be. And we'll get back with more of those decisions and all your major accomplishments. Signature Analytics President and CEO Jason Kruger. We'll be right back after this. All right, we're back with the President and CEO, founding President and CEO of, J- of Signature Analytics, Jason Kruger, who's got a beautiful office up in, right near the Qualcomm main building. Right, Jason? That's right. Uh, yeah, Sereno Mesa is uh, Richard had mentioned before, Sereno Valley, Sereno Mesa area, off the 805 and Mir Mesa Boulevard. Yes, and we should remind all your clients and uh, potential clients that you're having an open house when? next. We are. So on Wednesday, the 24th, mm-hmm. is when uh, the open house is from 4 o'clock to 8. Uh, you know, what we are welcoming uh, our partners, uh, so other CPA firms, bankers, uh, insurance providers, uh, whoever they may be, mm. yourselves, you guys are invited, of okay. course. Thank you. Uh, clients, prospects, um, and uh, we're just, uh, it's really just a networking event to, uh, to thank the community for, you know, where, where we're at as a company and um, just to get together and have a good time. Outstanding. Got a DJ coming? We have a DJ coming, <laughs> All yeah. Right. It was successful last year, okay. and so we decided to do it again. Okay. Fantastic. Well, I've got a nice guy's lunch in the morning and a breakfast meeting, but I'll make that. I'll put that on the list there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Jason, you guys sent out a great newsletter called Year in Review Hour, Hour being Signature Analytics, Greatest Achievements of 2017, and there's six of them. Mm-hmm. It's pretty amazing. I mean, all in one year. I'm going to start at the top, though. Okay. You guys should have worded this differently. It said Signature Analytics makes the Inc. 5,000. You just weren't in the 5,000. You were like in 500 and something. Yeah, 509. 509. So uh, okay. there's a big distinction, I guess, between the, the Inc. 500 and the right. Inc. 5000. Last year, we were actually 464 or something okay. like that. This year, 509, so we barely made the cut. So we were yeah. not able to, to, to distinguish 500. But um, yeah, we were very proud of our, of our growth and what we've accomplished uh, in the last, over the last several years. And uh, we, we're continuing to look towards strong growth for 2018 as well. Yeah, just to be in the top 509. It's really impressive. And number two was Signature Analytics named number 13 
That's a lucky number 13, by the way. Fastest growing <laughs> company. Right. That's so San Diego Business that's Journal. That's San Diego Business Journal. So those would be San Diego companies. We're very proud of that as well. Uh, we're very proud of the market that we're in and definitely support the Business Journal in, in their efforts. Um, you know, again, we've, uh, we've continued to grow and, and bring on very good clients uh, to, our comp- uh, to, our cl- to our client base. Um, and uh, as a result of this growth, uh, 2017 was a lot about process for us, ensuring that we have the right infrastructure to support our clients the right way, provide the right quality services. Uh, and that includes the sales, uh, the client service process, the sales process, how we are, how we're uh, networking and driving new business, and then our back office processes as well. So we've really enhanced those processes to support the growth that we've had. And I know you've added a lot of great team members. You said you're up to about 75 people. I'm curious, where, where do you get the great people who work for you? Is it usually out of one or two places, or do they come from all over? Uh, a little bit all over. Uh, we have a full-time recruiter, Romy Smaller. She's, she does a great job. And uh, she, our, the experience uh, that we look for is, is somewhat unique. Uh, we're looking for individuals that have a technical and accounting background, but they have to be able to communicate well. They have mm. to be able to work well with, uh, within a team, be able to multitask. We want them to be proactive uh, with, their cl- with our clients. Uh, we see ourselves not necessarily as an accounting and finance firm, but uh, really as business advisors. Mm. Uh, we, we're always looking out um, and being proactive towards our clients. So uh, and working within a budget is obviously very important. So our team members mostly have combination of public accounting experience that brings a lot of that to the table, along with industry-related experience as well. And, and where do relationships fit in? I'm sorry? Where do relationships fit in in terms of importance? Uh, right at the top. If we can't communicate and we can't, uh, build the rapport and the relationship with our clients, we're not going to be effective. Uh, communication is, is by far the number one uh, asset, uh, asset yeah, yeah. And, no, and number one uh, item of importance for us to be successful with our clients. Yeah, right. and it's a big challenge for a lot of accountants. I always stress with um, young people who are going to college to get a degree in accounting that they really have to work on their communication skills and in building relationships even while in college. Absolutely, or else you get tapped out as an accountant. Mm-hmm. And, and you spell check, for gosh sakes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, I, you don't realize how much uh, your writing skills um, and your communication skills, how important that is uh, when you go into accounting. Mm-hmm. And to be successful to, and to take your career to the next level it's, is critical. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Number three, San Diego Business Journal again. Uh, best, best places, places to, to work. work. Yeah, this yeah. is probably what we're most ha- m- most excited about um, because this represents the uh, this represents the voice of our team members and, and the, the employees that we have and the culture and, right? and the culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, we spent a lot of time and effort and resources to ensure we have the best culture. Uh, we don't look at this. We we don't look at ourselves as a staffing, recruiting, or consulting firm. We have a culture around our business and our employees. We want them to continue to grow and in their own career and take their next step to the next level. And we want to provide them the opportunity to do that. And I think we can. We can always improve. Um, but we were very excited about this because this represents uh, a survey from our employees and not necessarily what, uh, you know, what I told the Business Journal. Mm. Do you do cool <laughs> things like offer um, the ability to work remotely or flex time or all kinds of other things, given the um, demographics? Of yeah, the we have a number of different things. So uh, our, our model is very flexible. We have to be flexible for our clients. Um, our, our employees, uh, they are W-2 employees in most cases. Uh, they are not required to check in 
uh, at eight o'clock and leave at five. It's it's based on you know the answer always is what's in the best interest of the client. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our team members are are either at our, their, our office, they're at the client's location, they may be at home. Uh, we don't necessarily track where they are physically, so there's some flexibility in that. We also have an unlimited PTO policy. Um, so as long as they manage their schedule appropriately, manage the hours that they're billing and, uh, and, and the value that they're providing to their clients, um, they are able to then manage their own PTO and um, work-life balance. Um, so that's very important as well. Uh, we also do a number of things around the office to uh, enhance that uh, cultural aspect as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what um, the demographic that you tend to employ once anyway. Right. I, I think the days of going to an office at eight and leaving at five, those those days are over. Right. Yeah, and we have a very aggressive company. Right. We have a very open uh, office uh, space. If you come to our open house, mm-hmm. very open. Uh, nobody has assigned seatings. Mm-hmm. You 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 walk in, and uh, you basically walk in and plug in. Right. You mm-hmm. plug into the monitor and uh, wi- You have Wi-Fi. Obviously, everything's in the cloud from our from our perspective as well. Um, and so it's a very you know, open environment uh, like that as well. You have well. a laptop, you can do work in this country. Almost, there's people in coffee houses. That's doing. right. <laughs> Actually, if you've got a cell phone, you can do work right, in this country. Right, right. Well, in fact, today I had a meeting this morning at 730 in, uh, near Poway, actually, uh, Saber Springs. Then I had a meeting downtown at 10. So in between those two meetings, I was at the coffee shop, and I got a few things done, and I headed down to the 10 o'clock meeting. Then it came straight here, and now I'm mm-hmm. here with you guys. And, of course, a lot of times at lunch, big deal. You know, Harvey White, when he was at, came to Audrey Geisel's uh, event mm-hmm. we had at the, at the then Whaling Bar, uh, he talked to me. He goes, he goes, I think in that booth we signed the deal on the back of a napkin to form Qualcomm or something, like or link a bit or whatever. It was link a bit. One, yeah, one of the early uh, – can you imagine cutting a big deal like that just on, a, on the back of a napkin yeah. at, at lunch? So things can happen almost anywhere uh, business-wise uh, these days. Uh, so now you cut the deal with a text message. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah, I think with us, it's the it's the value and the experience that we can bring to our clients that they that they don't have or that they're lacking. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, truly, we want to to see our clients meet their goals and objectives, and and we work with them to help them do that. Outstanding. And of course, the website so, is whether that's at our office, their office, you know, wherever, wherever it might be. Yeah, of course, the website is signatureanalytics.com, folks. If you want to get over there and see what we're discussing here, I see uh, amongst your clients. Uh, you can help out nonprofits. Are there any uh, uh, success stories you can tell us in that regard? Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, you had mentioned the San Diego Symphony. They're actually a client of ours. Oh, so uh, I, sh- I should have talked to yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I love this show. Right, right. Uh, we actually attended their annual gala uh, back in, uh, I want to say, November. It was November. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, that was a great event. Uh-huh. Uh, so we, we we had a few tickets for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have an internal, it's a little bit of a unique relationship. They have an internal accounting department. They have a CFO. Uh, we've, we've really supported them from a, a financial side on the financial arm of their business. Mm-hmm. Um, they're looking at some potential large projects uh, moving forward into the near future, and we've supported them from a modeling mm-hmm. uh, aspect, uh, really providing visibility as to um, the, six, the financial success of uh, potential financial success of these projects, mm-hmm. what the endeavors look like, what the commitments will look like, so that they can appropriately plan for those and build a campaign around uh, the uh, the development of those projects. So uh, it's been a it's been a great relationship, um, and I feel and, and I know that if you ask them, we've provided them a lot of value in those areas. 
Well, we've had Martha Gilmer, their mm -hmm. CEO, on yeah, this Martha. program. Yeah, Martha. Yeah, we work directly with Martha. Yeah, I don't, uh, I'll have to send you that link in case you, I don't know if you, you heard that or not, but she's from the Chicago Symphony. Mm -hmm. She was there 35 years, and boy, they have done a great job in improving their program. Especially bringing the sympathy to everybody in the community. You got that. Anyway, yep. we're going to come back with Jason Kruger, CEO and founder of Signature Analytics, right after this. Hang on. All right, we are back with the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life, and this is the time where Richard likes to thank our sponsors. Big thank you to our sponsors. Couldn't do the show without them. At the top of the list, and see, I actually wrote it down three weeks ago before I even scheduled Jason, is Signature Analytics. Great CFO service firm, as you're hearing here. And, of course, one of San Diego's best places to work, according to the San Diego Business Journal. We love CPAs so much, though, that in addition to the more specialized services that Signature Analytics can offer, we also have more traditional CPAs. That would be Polito Epic CPAs up in San Marcos with Don Epic and Paul Polito. More traditional things being things like tax return preparation and such. Also, our great friend Joel Grushkin, the Cost Segregation Initiatives, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. In real estate, it is all about cash flow. Joel Grushkin can show you how to improve that with accelerated depreciation on your real estate assets. Also, Paul Hines, who's coming up as a guest on the show here in a couple of weeks, maybe three or four I lose track of time. Paul, of course, heads up Hearthstone Private Wealth Management, a great wealth advisor, all fiduciary, all the time. And he also, of course, is the catalyst behind SeniorSafeAndSound.org, helping to prevent financial abuse of the elderly. Also, the BFO Hub and the Lombardi Group, helping wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs to the CPA's best clients, and also offering a virtual family office solution for the very best clients, everything you could possibly need with one-stop shopping. Elite Lifestyle Management, Michelle St. Clair. They helped Joe get his ticket to the symphony event coming up at the end of this month. For those of you who have no time and need to get things done, Michelle St. Clair and Elite Lifestyle Management can help you with the simple, like travel arrangements, all the way to the more complex, like getting into the hottest movie premiere in Hollywood last year, like she did for us with the Battle of the Sexes, Elite Lifestyle Management. And our newest sponsor, Happy Tax, for those of you, since it's tax time, who are looking for a paperless, app-based, inexpensive solution, the alternative of bringing piles of paperwork to your CPA in the old-fashioned way, check out happytax.com. Great solution for the 21st century. And also, I know a lot of our listeners, Joe, they love us so much that they skip dinner just to listen. They're getting hungry by now. We can help there, too, right? Right. There's uh, the Very Good Food Foundation, headed up by Michelle Ciccarelli-Lirac. They put on great foodie programs at various locations throughout the year, as well as some great broadcasting uh, programs, uh, including uh, this program, uh, on this show. And also the Stats Coffee Houses, uh, Adams Avenue, the original, and then the University Heights and a new one on University Avenue, all open 24-7, 365, uh, with uh, great food and uh, coffee and beverages and uh, great atmosphere. Always crowded, for gosh sakes. They just expanded. Boy, that's for sure. They just put a second floor on uh, on the one on University because it, it, they uh, run out, running out of space already. So. But, Richard, I know a lot of these uh, of our sponsors have been working with you for many years with great success, huh? Going back about 30 years before Jason was born. Well, not quite that long. Uh, in any case, if you get over to IYMoney.com, there's a sponsor tab at the top of the page. You could uh, learn about any or all of our sponsors and how they can help you in your life and business. 
And uh, there and you how to become it. a sponsor, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, all the and our past shows are all up there. We, uh, by the way, last Saturday night we understand we got a late start on the show with Sanjay Gupta. So if you missed that, uh, it did air. It started late uh, due to automation error, but uh, there that's on our website too, iymoney.com. There's about 330 shows there. That was now. a great show. He said he would give us five minutes. I think he gave us 11. Yeah, for he, a busy guy like that. That's, yeah, that's that, that was really terrific. Cool. Yeah. And speaking of of uh, Jason and his youth, I did do the little research, and our weathercaster here. Heather Myers did go to Poway, class of 97, and you probably okay. preceded her by a, a, a few years. I was 94. Okay. <laughs> so I'm at least in my 40s. <laughs> so, so there you have All it. Right. Anyway, major accomplishment number four last year, platinum sponsors for Vistage. You've got to describe who Vistage is. It's a really cool group. I, I go way back when, a gentleman named Alan Sorkin, who mm-hmm. I've known for many, many years, who got me into Vistage. This would be a long, long time ago, but... Who is Vistage, and why is this important? Yeah, Vistage is a great organization uh, for all CEOs uh, in within the community. They're a national, actually a global organization. Their headquarters happen to be in San Diego, mm-hmm. uh, so we're very fortunate from that perspective. You see but, the building right off of Highway 5. That's right. Yep. That's didn't, right. Didn't we have him on the show, the, the, uh, the CEO? From, no, we didn't. On, at, at the lobby? Okay. No, but we've had... Vistage members on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, so Vistage is an organization specifically for CEOs mm-hmm. uh, to be able to process challenges and issues within their business within a, a structured and uh, confidential peer group. So the whole idea behind Vistage is that it's lonely at the top. As a CEO, it may be lonely at the top within your business. You don't have somebody um, that is at your peer level that you can really process challenges with. And it provides a platform for CEOs to join a group of 10 to 15 other CEOs uh, headed by a Vistage chair. The chair typically has very strong background uh, within business. And yeah, it's an very actual successful. chair person. As right, it's an actual physical person. Chair. Right, right, right. <laughs> actual person has a strong background in business. It's been very successful uh, that moderates the group, but also provides a uh, strong resource for the members as well. It's a very powerful group, and it's, uh, the CEOs involved are typically proactive in their business, and they also tend to be more successful. And Vistage has a number of uh, stats that will back that up. Mm-hmm. So we've been very active in the Vistage community. Uh, the, the, the types of businesses that are involved in that community are, are right in, in alignment with the types of businesses that we work with. Uh, and so we've, uh, we've been a platinum sponsor that uh, allowed us to uh, sponsor have a booth at the All City event in San Diego and in Los Angeles this past year. Uh, also allowed us to uh, to provide a uh, educational uh, workshop uh, at lunchtime during the event, and uh, there's some other benefits too. But uh, we were very uh, big believers. We have two individuals from our company that are part of a Vistage group here locally, um, and we also open up our offices to. Uh, for the groups to uh, use our office space for their monthly meetings as they uh, feel appropriate. In fact, there was just one here last uh, Thursday or Friday hmm. uh, in our office that was uh, in our office all day and uh, you know meeting and, and working to grow their businesses. Outstanding. Good stuff. And then some Advisor of the Year awards went to some of your team members. I know the Advisor of the Year Award is a fairly new thing here in San Diego. It emanated out of what we call the M&A community, mergers and acquisitions. My buddy Bob Copeland, an attorney here in town, is one of the people getting that off the ground the first year it happened. But tell us a little bit more about that. 
Sure, yeah. As you know, we work with a number of different companies, and they're all in different stages of their business. Uh, uh, several of our clients were actually uh, went through a, an acquisition process and, or an exit process in the past year um, and some other challenging uh, engagements. Uh, and so we were able to help drive them through that process uh, from the CFO perspective and the accounting and financial perspective as it related to their business. As a result of that, we were nominated uh, by a third party uh, that was a part of that process, and uh, we were able to, uh, two, I believe we had uh, three winners uh, from our company, and we had two others that were nominated as uh, finalists. Winners so we're very were, proud let's of that. see, it was Brian Daniels, right? Yep, Brian Alex Daniels. Alex Donskoy and Tony Sands. That's right. And then also nominated, I think I've got it, is it Erica? Uh, Ryan Selhorn and Jessica Sullivan. Jessica Sullivan and Ryan oh, wow. Selhorn. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. So we're very proud of that. That just represents the type of service that we provide to our clients, and it's uh, you know it's fantastic to see that type of recognition from our individuals. Mm-hmm. And then Joe, you like talking about great successes that clients, the signature analytics had in the past year. Uh, number six was notable client successes, where they actually name names. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's have a few of them. What do you say? Well, I'll give you one name, and Jason can tell the story. How about Cal Biotech? Cal Biotech, yeah. So they were actually acquired. They were one of our clients that was acquired uh, by an international company. And along with that comes comes a lot of compliance and challenges and integration challenges, um, as you guys can can imagine. Mm -hmm. Um, So they were acquired by – so we we worked with them to support that integration um, and uh, ensure that we were meeting expectations of the potential buyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, also supported the process, the due diligence process uh, during that acquisition, um, and then and then finally uh, they have another. The international company has another subsidiary in Miami, uh, in which they uh, we did such a good job on the Cal Biotech side that we were uh, then called to support some of their uh, challenges they were having in their Miami location. Um, so we actually have one of our CFOs that that has physically been flying to Miami uh, tw- two weeks out of the month. To support uh, some of the uh, some of the aspects of, of that business, and so it turned into a really successful engagement, and and they see a lot of value in our model. Outstanding, and anyway, we have to take a little break right now. We'll come back with Jason Kruger, Signature Analytics CEO, right after this. Hang on. All right, we are getting smart with Jason Kruger. Back with him, as President and CEO of Signature Analytics. Richard loves that song. I love it. Joe, so, I was thinking, so. you know, that first 15 minutes of the show last week where we weren't on air, they put the cone of silence over it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for podcasts. It's all exactly. I have to Thank say. Thank God for podcasts. And we're on Apple, by the way, with their Apple podcasts in two places. And, anyway. And so. No more cone of silence. That's right. Anyway. So, Jason, really cool thing here happened with First Brewery to do something. They, they um, completed an ESOP, which is an employee stock ownership plan. You don't see ESOPs very often, but mm-hmm. to be the first brewery to do it, that's really cool. It was very cool. And, and the credit, I think, goes to the ownership of, of modern times uh, in being creative in that way. Um, they wanted to give back to their employees and uh, they've been growing like a weed. We uh, we started with them. Uh, it's probably been three or four years mm-hmm. ago now, mm-hmm. uh, right? In almost in their infancy. Um, the credit goes to the ownership there as well. They wanted to position themselves and build the infrastructure in the beginning to support the growth that they wanted to achieve. 
Um, and at, to do that, they knew they had to have solid found, uh, accounting and financial foundation to be able to achieve that growth. Mm-hmm. And uh, we set that up from the early stages, and they just took off. They surpassed most of the other brewers in town and are now probably, as far as size, probably in the top five to ten mm-hmm. uh, from, uh, from a revenue perspective in San Diego. Um, and within the last couple of years, they were talking about this ESOP plan, and so we worked with uh, their tax advisors. Uh, actually, RSM here in town supported that process as well, um, and um, it was a it was a it was an interesting process uh, to go through, um, but it was very successful at the end of the day, and um, it was the first uh, of its kind from a brewery to go through that process. Hmm. Now, they started out, are they still a 30th in Upis over there in, uh, I guess, between North Park and South Park? They've got a, a space there, retail. Yeah, so they have a couple of tasting rooms. I believe that's one of their tasting rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, their main facility is down in Point Loma area. Yeah, I saw a big, their signage, I saw. They have a big Close building. to the sports arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got sports a big arena. building, right? Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. Anyway, congrats to, to Yeah, that was a that. great, great project to go through, and... Um, how does that work? Do all the employees get a share? Do they have to invest anything, the employees, or how, do, how does that work? So the, uh, it's, a lot of it is determined by management as to how much, of the, uh, the, how much or how many shares are ultimately provided to uh, employees. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, employees uh, do have uh, stock in the business. Um, and um, there's a number of different ways to set it up based on vesting terms. Um, but it's really something that the employees can um, can feel, you know, a part of. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's great for employee morale and retention. It can be in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and also can be a nice uh, bonus when uh, they ultimately decide to leave the company. Hmm. Yeah, and you can set it up through a qualified plan, so it's very income tax yes. efficient. Yes, right. As well. That's a good point. Um, because of uh, the way that they're set up, uh, they basically are not paying income taxes. Hmm. So that's another benefit. Yep. Legally, of of course. Legally, yes, (laughs) legally. It's a really nice thing in the tax code. So, Jason, speaking of income tax efficiency, um, I know you're not an income tax expert, but obviously tax reform has been in the news, and you talk to a lot of CEOs and CFOs and so on. Are are business owners excited about tax reform, or do they feel like there's really nothing in it for them? I mean, what's what's the word on the street? I think in general they are, but I think in general they're probably more confused at this point Mm -hmm. than anything. Uh, So they're really looking to us and their tax advisors to – Help them sort through it. You're just like Congress, confused. Right, 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 right. <laughs> well, what's even crazier is uh, that the, the law was passed and it came out, but nobody really knows until the IRS actually has, a, right. has time to go through it and, and uh, issue what their, their, uh, you know, where, what their position is on it. Um, so there's uh, a number of the firms have come out with what they feel the position will be on different aspects. I think the, the impact, uh, the, the part that will impact most of our clients is on the pass-through, yeah, pass-through, uh, entities, pass-through entities. LLCs, um, S-Corps. And then also figuring out who that really applies to, right? right? Because there's been so many companies that have been carved out of that, right. uh, service-based businesses like ourselves, for example, mm-hmm. um, who really applies and who can take the benefits of that. But that, that could be a... a that could be a significant. That will have a could have a significant impact on a number of our clients mm-hmm. from a tax perspective, uh, in the positive way, especially our manufacturing type clients. Right, and then also C corporations, regular corporations having a twenty one percent tax rate only. C corporations tend not to get used. Well, until somebody's maybe thinking about going public, when, right. when you then basically have to have one. Right. So then you have to do the analysis on, hey, you know, 
does it make sense to convert to a C corp or be a C corp versus a, the standard S or LLC? Yeah, or an LLC that makes an election to be taxed as a C corp. Right. Option. Right. So yeah, a lot to think about. Absolutely. And then in terms of predicting the future, this is way down the road, and none <laughs> of us are experts. But I've been reading a lot about blockchain and how it's going to take over the financial marketplace, the audit process, the ability to to attest to the veracity of transactions and dramatically change the accounting world. Do you have any thoughts on blockchain? You don't need to be precise. Yeah, well, I think we, you know, based on what we talked about before, it's, uh, it's going to, I think it'll be a game changer eventually. Um, I think that the way that audit firms uh, ultimately audit, uh, you know, perform audits of their clients will change considerably. Um, the impact, uh, I think that it will be, there will be earlier adopters uh, when it comes to much larger corporations uh, and entities. Um, as it relates to the small and mid-sized business market, I tend to find that they are, there's a 10 to 15 year lag on the early adopters. Um, but ultimately, technology does catch up to the, the small and mid-sized market. Our job uh, as a, their business advisor is to is to make them aware of what's coming down the pipeline so that ultimately they can be as efficient as possible. Um, but, um, you know, it's going to change the way that uh, companies are testing their internal con and setting up their processes mm -hmm. and internal controls. Um, and I think it's going to be a game changer. Uh, my question, I guess, is uh, the how it's going to be adopted and, and by who and when. Yeah, but I think back 10 years ago, um, when I was telling everybody they were going to be in the cloud, by, you know, within the next 10 years, everybody thought I was nuts. Now, if you're not in the cloud, you're like a dinosaur. Then you're right, out, right. Um, then you're out know, of the cloud. <laughs> you know, these things tend to accelerate after the early adopters. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm guessing the accounting profession is going to be dramatically yeah. changed within 10 years. You yep. want to hear something? Business uh, intelligence, all that, exactly. yeah. Each of the big four accounting firms are testing blockchain mm -hmm. right now, and yeah. Ernst & Young has provided cryptocurrency wallets to all Swiss employees, and they've installed a Bitcoin ATM in their office okay. in Switzerland. Really? So. Wow. Do, you, do, you, do you have any clients who do transactions in Bitcoin that you're aware of? We don't have any clients that do transactions in Bitcoin, okay. although we do have one that uh, – Threw about twenty grand into Bitcoin okay, about a year yeah. ago. I mean, whether you should buy yeah. some or not is another wow. story. Uh, you know, that, uh, got great. a nice investment. He's now it's up to about two hundred. Yeah, but um, you know, I'm not uh, here to give investment advice. Right. Because, no. <laughs> you know, once uh, once it's become as mainstream as what we're talking about, yeah, I'm not sure what it's going to. I'm waiting for Warren Buffett and, and Charlie Munger to give it the green light, <laughs> and, and I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> But they're not fans of that. So but no, I've not seen anyone do uh, perform transactions okay. with it. Of course, we're not fans of derivatives either. But no, uh, we're <laughs> or, or variable annuities. But be that as it may. So, Jason, some great accomplishments in 2017. What does 2018 look like in terms of the forward-looking view for Signature Analytics? Yeah, I think it, you know 2017. I mentioned earlier was a lot about uh, process and developing processes to support the growth of our uh, of our business developing the infrastructure. I think 2018 is going to be more about that, but uh, is going to be about execution as well. Making sure that we're providing the top-level services to our clients. We look at ourselves top, you know, from a very high-level service perspective. Uh, and then from a growth perspective, executing on that side as well and uh, bringing awareness to the market that, that this type of service exists. That's, uh, you know, more than anything, uh, uh, bringing awareness to the market is, is critical. That business owners have this option uh, for their business, and in, in many cases, it's the best option. 
Which companies do you enjoy working on the most, like biotechs or uh, breweries? Uh, breweries. I mean, anybody can come. To breweries you are fun because anything. you can schedule the meeting at four o'clock, <laughs> exactly. and then afterwards you get a you know you get a beer to go with it. You got any clients coming to the open house? Right, you, right. Might be, you might right. be uh, de- you know you might have just a deluge of right, people right. if you answer this truthfully. That's right, right. right. Um, you know what? It, it depends. The, the clients that we like to work with. Uh, in particular, are the ones that see the value in our services mm-hmm. and they're really excited uh, to execute on what we can bring to the table. Uh, because we are, we want to make sure our goals of our and how we're providing our service are in alignment with the goals that the, the client wants to achieve as a business, and we want to help them get there. And so the ones that are most excited about that are critical to us. Outstanding. We have to wrap it right there, unfortunately. So last prediction, Vikings versus Eagles. Nick there Foles we go. Quarterback. I like go. Minnesota. I know, I know. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm more of a Vikings fan. They're so 0 even though 4 is there, Come I'm not Vikings. Them in Buffalo, 0-4, they, they got to win. Anyway, Good Jason idea. Kruger, Street Channel Thank Jason, you. Thank, thank Thanks, you for guys. being our guest. Richard Miso, uh, good seeing you this week. Justin Harder, board operator. Thanks for making it sound terrific. Thanks to Craig Blanke and Dave Sniff here at KFMB for all their help. All these podcasts are commercial-free on iwaymoney.com. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye now. Thank you.